0: in Luke chapter 1 it says and Mary said my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior for he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name on this Sunday between Thanksgiving and Christmas believe it or not uh, we look forward to celebrating through the month of December the coming of our Lord and Savior but it's also tempting just to move past what we've just celebrated I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving that you enjoyed some great food more importantly you had a great time with your family and uh, you thought about all that he has done for you and we have so much to be thankful for and as Mary celebrated and gave thanks um, this is another Sunday for us together as the body of Christ before we move past Thanksgiving and say thank you to the Lord for all that he has done and we do want to welcome you here today and if you're visiting with us we're so thankful that you're here and uh, we encourage you, whether you're here just visiting with family for Thanksgiving or maybe you're looking for a church home, we invite you to stop by our welcome table located in the vestibule in the back. Uh, we have a gift we would love to give to you. We would also encourage you to take just a minute to fill out a guest card so we can know how we can serve you better. Um, but before we shake hands and uh, welcome one another, one quick announcement. Today is the Sunday. We need all the Christmas and Tville presents back uh, to help those families in need. If uh, you have those and you haven't turned those in, please stop by our elevator lobby uh, located to my right here. Um, Our ladies will be out there. And if you do not have those with you today, please stop by there and see Kelly or Kathy to let them know that you have those and how we can arrange to get those. They will be organizing that and getting those to the families very soon. So please stop by the elevator today, elevator lobby today, and see them if you're ready to give those gifts. But right now we're going to ask everyone to stand. And as you stand... The sicknesses have already started, so um, as we do through the winter months, it's okay if you don't shake somebody's hand. If you just want to wave at them, that's fine. If you want to do this so they know what that means, you just uh, welcome one another to the service as we prepare for worship.
1: If I can have your attention, be seated and direct your attention to the stage. We have a baby dedication service this morning. We're going to ask Lucas and Kayla Fry to come forward with little Lyle. Is he not the man? Go ahead and show everybody Lyle. Look at this fella. He weighed between 4 and 5 pounds when he was born. He's obviously put on a little bit of weight, so we're thankful for that. (laughs) What a blessing. Uh, Lucas and Kayla, I want to say just thank you so much for your faithfulness to East Tales of Baptist Church. I was honored to officiate your wedding and to see you guys love each other and be faithful in church is a blessing to me. And that will help your son probably as much as anything. And I want to read Psalm 127. The Bible says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. Of course, y'all know how full a quiver is. So uh, but today what you're gonna do as parents is you're gonna make a covenant before your church family that you're gonna do everything in your power to raise this young man in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So I'm gonna ask you a question. And if it's the desire of your heart before your family and friends and your church, just respond by saying we do. In presenting Lyle to the Lord, do you promise through God's grace and the help of the church to teach your child the truths of the Christian faith? Do you also promise through prayer, word, and example to bring Lyle up in the nurture, discipline, and instruction of our Lord? All right, church, as, as I say, at every baby dedication, it takes a church to raise a child. And, of course, some of you will have him in nursery extended session. I wanna probably student ministry all the way up Sunday school, um, and we ask you a question as well, and you make a covenant with, with Lucas and Kayla and Lyle this morning. Do you promise to provide spiritual instruction for Lyle by giving of your time, talent, and resources to help him come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? And do you promise to pray for Lucas and Kayla as they seek to raise Lyle on the fear and admonition of the Lord? If so, would you respond by saying, "We do." Amen. Okay, we got a couple things we want to give you here. We have a, uh, you want to give him the t-shirt? You have a little t-shirt. Of course, he can't wear it now, but he'll be able to wear that soon. Um, We have a certificate here. We have the Lamb's book. When I I say this at every baby dedication as well, this is good for children or adults. It's a blessing. It's such a wonderful book. (laughs) We have a we don't have a state red Bible, we have a Carolina blue Bible, praise the Lord. All right. That we're gonna give him that I signed that and that's just for Lyle. And more importantly, I have a letter that I've personally addressed to Lyle, and this is he opens it himself, okay? This is not for his parents on the day that he prays to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And that's really what this dedication service is about. We as a church family. Uh, Lucas and Kayla's family. We're going to pray for his salvation now as we dedicate him to the Lord, okay? So if you'll pray with me, let me pray it over here. Father, as we come to you in prayer, I want to thank you for Lucas and Kayla, Lord, for their marriage. Pray that you continue to bless it. Father, I'm thankful that they're parents. Father, we thank you for the birth of Lyle. And Father, now we pray for his second birth. Father, we pray that you'd save him at a young age. Lord, we know you have a great plan and purpose for his life. And, Father, I pray because of his birth and his salvation that Jesus' name will be glorified and your kingdom will be expanded. So, Father, we lift him up to you today. And, Lord, we all gather together here today and we pray, pray that you would save him. And, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. You, you told us to ask in Jesus' name, and we are. And I pray that you would help Lucas and Kayla, Lord, to be tremendous examples for him. And I want to thank you for their families and for what they mean to me personally into this church, and just pray that you'd bless them in just supernatural ways, and we'll thank you and praise you for what what you do. In Jesus' name I pray, and all of God's people said together, Amen. amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that. Thank you.
2: Please stand with us as we worship this morning.
1: You as you know, this is a time in our service we set aside for prayer. Of course, you can come and pray for yourself individually or pray for another person or come and pray with your family. But the focus of this time of prayer I'd like for us to have is for us just to give thanks to the Lord for all that he has done for us. So as the choir leads us in this time, if you'll meet me here at the altar, let's just give thanks to God through through prayer, which is privately. And then in my message, we're going to talk about how we give thanks to God. Through, uh, publicly through praise. So if you'll meet me here at the altar, let's lift up our thanks to the Lord in prayer this morning. Thank you all over the sanctuary. If you'll just bow your heads and close your eyes. Uh, The first area I would like for you to give thanks for is your salvation. If you remember the date and the time and all that, just thank God for that. Thank God for your health. Maybe you've been through a season of sickness and God's brought you through it, or maybe you had not Just thank God for that. Thank God for your wealth, whatever you have. You probably have more than most people in another country, so just thank God for that. Thank God for your church. We're so blessed here at East Tailsville Baptist Church. Thank God for your family. Thank God for the prayers he's answered in your life personally. Father, as we come to you in prayer, Lord, we oftentimes, Father, I'm just as bad as anybody else. Oftentimes, it's just real easy not to stop and just look at how you've blessed us and give thanks. But Father, we thank you this morning. We praise you this morning. Father, I pray that we'd never take a day for granted. Lord, never take our health for granted. Lord, never take our time for granted. More importantly, never take our salvation for granted. Lord, we are so blessed as people to have you as our Savior. And Father, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for this time to meet together, uh, Lord, in this sanctuary in worship. Lord, we just pray that you continue to bless and be honored and glorified through all that's said and done, even through the offering, Father, that is an act of worship where we give thanks back to you. And for, so, Father, we just thank you for that time as well, and we love you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
3: i
2: give yeah.
1: If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to stand with me and turn to Psalm 150. And as you're finding your place, I just want to thank the ladies for the song. That was a blessing. You can sing that anytime you want to. I thought it was wonderful. Love that song. Topic this morning is praise the Lord. It's going to be repeated over and over again in Psalm 50. So if you have Psalm 50, if you go to Psalm 51, you have a different Bible, okay? Because Psalm 50 is the end of the Psalms. Notice what the Bible says. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And it ends up how? Praise the Lord. Over 13 times, I believe, in 6 verses, we're commanded... By God through his written word to praise the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you, Lord, that that we have the opportunity to give thanks to you, Lord. Praise is a public affirmation of your goodness. That individuals with their lips publicly praise their Savior and the God of the universe. So, Father, I pray that you would encourage us, Lord, not to be silent about your goodness. Lord, that, that we would praise you father, and give thanks for all things that you've done for us. Father, this is to be a continual practice, not just one time a year during the holidays. So father, I pray that we'd learn today and I pray that I would learn today the importance of praise. In Jesus name, I pray and all the God's people said together. Amen. Thank you. You May be seated. When it comes to praise, you think about sometimes people are so pessimistic and y'all probably heard this story about these two farmers. There is an optimistic one and a pessimistic one. And they would meet and they would talk. And it was a very sunshiny day one day. And the optimistic one says, don't you love the sunshine that God gave us? And the pessimistic farmer said this. He said, probably going to scorch all our crops. It's going to be a drought. Well, he said, okay, okay. Well, a few days later they got together. It was raining. He looked, the, the optimistic one said, don't you love this rain? The Lord has blessed us. Rain is a sign of blessing. The pessimistic farmer said, probably going to flood. Probably going to lose all our crops. And he said, okay, okay. Well, he said, I'm going to help this guy. We're going to go duck hunting. He said, I bought this new, new dog. And he said, they say this is one of the most miraculous dogs that you can have. And he, he spent a lot of money on it. And he told his pessimistic farmer friend. And that pessimistic farmer friend was excited just a little bit. He said, I'll go with you. So they went hunting. And they, they killed like, I don't know, like four ducks at one time. And he says, you, the optimistic farmer says, I want you to see how miraculous this dog is. He says, get him, boy. Like that. That dog didn't swim. That dog ran on water. And got all four ducks and brought them back. The optimistic farmer said this, is that not amazing? And the pessimistic farmer said this, that sorry dog can't even swim. <laughs> now think about that. Now when it comes to praising Jesus, you're either optimistic or pessimistic. Do you realize that a sign of an ungrateful person, according to the Bible, is that you don't even know him? Because this idea that there's a born-again Christian who is not thankful or does not praise the Lord, that's, that's really foreign. Notice the words here, praise the Lord. That means to brag about, to cheer, to praise is actually the meaning of the intensive form of the Hebrew, Hallel, which in its simplest active form means to boast about the Lord. Now think about this. Uh, Warren Wiersbe said, Every individual, who whoever has or is or shall be on the face of this planet, has the responsibility to praise God. We've been made in His image. Thus, we've been made to give Him glory. All of the creation was made for God's glory. Birds singing and trees budding are giving glory to God, praising their Creator, doing that which God created them to do. Man, the only creature made in God's image, the only one who could think God's thoughts after Him, is the one who suppresses the praise of God. Isn't that amazing? Paul said to the church at Rome in that first great chapter, he says, They knew God. That is through conscience and creation. God was visibly manifest to them. But he said this, he goes on to say this, They did not honor him as God or give thanks. Paul says the sign of the last days. He says, This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men will be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedience to parents, unholy and un. Thankful. That's kind of normal for a non-Christian to be unthankful, but it's abnormal for a Christian to be unthankful. When I think about praise, two two principles come to my mind. Number one, you praise because you have feelings for Him. If God has been good to you, it is normal to praise Him, okay? If God has done something miraculous in your life, it is normal to praise Him. But the second thing is this, that doesn't always happen, does it? You're not always going to be feeling like praising. I had an officiated wedding yesterday and I said, listen, love is a feeling to a point, but it's a command. You're commanded to love your spouse till death do do, your part. That is a command. You're commanded to love your neighbors. You're commanded to praise. That's why it's so important to focus. Listen to this. The verb praise is often in the imperative mood, indicating that praise is commanded. Not only is it commanded when you read Psalm 150, but it's the strongest command possible in the Hebrew language. And so we see that Scripture repeatedly indicates that praise is not optional, but required for the redeemed of the Lord. Now listen to this quote. Praise is every believer's high and holy privilege and should be our persistent persevering activity even when we don't feel like praising Him. Remember when Paul and Silas were in jail, you, thought, you think they felt like praising Him? The Bible says, But at midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Psalm 145, too, says this every day. I will bless you. I'm sure every day you don't feel like it. Every day I'll bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. You say, well, how, do I, how can I do that if I don't feel like it? Well, you got to set your mind on things above. You have to focus on who Jesus is every day. And if you do that, regardless of how you feel, you don't have to have a certain song to make you feel that way, even though that helps. But if you focus on Jesus, every day you have something to praise Him for. Praise the Lord introduces ten psalms. I mean, it's amazing, and it is a command every time. So what we see here are some very specific things about praise. Notice the first thing here is the where of praise. If you notice in verse 1, it says, Praise God in His sanctuary. That really means, in the Hebrew, it means a place that's set apart by God, and it was generally used in the Bible to refer to a specific place where believers gathered to worship. Okay, In the Old Testament, you had Bethel. Gilgal, you had the tabernacle. Then you had the temple. In the New Testament, the focus is no longer on a place, but it's people. We are the called out ones. When we gather together in this place, okay, when we gather together in this place, we're to praise God in this sanctuary. Right here, 644 First Avenue Drive at this place. Now, there's a lot of things that should be going on in church, but the one thing we're commanded to do is to praise Him. That's what the Bible says. Praise God in His sanctuary. That's that's not just for the preacher or the choir director. That's every person, however God leads you to do it, you're to praise God in the sanctuary. Now, isn't it amazing how there are places set apart where praise happens, like at, at a sporting event, okay? You go there, and you're so excited about what's going on, you start praising your team, you start praising your coach. When you come here, you have something more exciting, you have the God of the universe. You praise him in the sanctuary and then you praise him in that word there in the Hebrew could be called heavens. Listen to this. God is preparing the whole universe to be in an orchestra of praise and adoration to his son. You realize that's going on now, don't you? That those in the heavens are praising the Lord. Your loved ones, according to Revelation 4 and 5, right now, I can say without a doubt, they're praising the Lord. I don't know what else they're doing in the intermediate state, but we do know according to God's word they're praising him right now in the firmament. Okay, notice revelation 14:12 it says and I heard a voice from heaven as a voice of many waters and as a voice of a great thunder and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps and basically what they're doing is praising the Lord. When a scholar put these thoughts on this verse verse 2, he says that it was the voice of a vast innumerable multitude So that it was as the voice of many waters. How naturally does this represent the joint, continual, and loud voice of a vast multitude at a distance. That it resembled the voice of many waters. The loudness of the voice. It was as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. Which describes the extraordinary fervency of their praises. And how lively and vigorous they were therein. And how that everyone praised God with all his might. They all, joining together, sung with such fervency... That heaven did, as it were, ring with their praises. Saints of old are praising God. The angels of God's glory are praising Him. Praise is the most heavenly of Christian duties. The angels pray not, but they cease not to praise both night and day. So that's the where. What, what about the why of praise? Notice verse 2. The Bible says this. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Now, notice the word mighty acts. Now, if you read the Old Testament at all, you see mighty act after mighty act after mighty act after mighty act. And every time there was a mighty act, there is usually accompanied with it a song. Over and over again, in the New Testament, you see God performing mighty acts. Now, notice what one scholar says. He says, but God's mighty acts didn't end with the ascension of Jesus and the death of the apostles. Now, listen to what he says. He's a very smart man. He says, God continues to perform mighty acts today. Do you believe that? That God performs mighty acts? Now listen to how he puts it in perspective. He performs mighty acts of healing all the time. It obviously isn't his plan that every sick person be healed in this life. But he heals many, sometimes through medication or surgery, and sometimes miraculously without the aid of any of those things. Do you believe that? When I was at Baptist to visit one of our church members in a certain area... Uh, above their bed was this phrase, miracles happen here all the time. And when the nurse came in, I said, do you believe that? She says, yeah, I wouldn't work here if I didn't. She said, and when I was at Duke Hospital, okay, asked asked one of the top uh, doctors in that field, uh, what do you do when you can't do nothing else? He says, I pray and ask God to do it. And he says, sometimes he does it and they give us the glory, but we, don't, we shouldn't get it because we can't do it. He says, sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. But he says, every time we pray and ask him. You know what he told us when my sister-in-law was in the hospital? Will you pray that God gives us some kind of insight because we don't have it? Don't don't you want somebody like that in your corner? See, praise him for, sometimes he does. I don't know why he does and why he doesn't, but sometimes he does. But he goes on to say this. He performs mighty acts of deliverance from harm and from death. Have you ever been delivered from death? Next time you go to Walmart and somebody's backing out and they stop, God didn't kill you. Aren't you thankful for that? And it's going to happen. It will happen, I promise you. Some of them we know about and others we don't. He performs mighty acts in nature. God still controls the forces of nature. And just as Jesus still the waters on a turbulent sea, sometimes today, God miraculously causes the forces of nature to take an unusual turn for man's benefit sometimes. Every time we have a tornado watch or warning, I say, God, please don't send a tornado. And so far, I had not had one at 648 Shook Lane yet, all right? So who knows? But you also praise Him for His mighty acts. You praise Him because of His excellent greatness. What that word means, that word greatness there, it comes from the word good that could be interchanged, which means God is beautiful, overflowing with kindness. God is the best. Has God been good to you? Have you been blessed? Think about this. Our God is good, kind-hearted, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, He's correct in every situation. God is infinitely good and perfectly good all the time and in every situation. Listen, by nature, he longs to bring joy and blessing to his children. God is spontaneously good and overflows with generosity. Loving kindness, mercy, grace, and benevolence, and you experience that every day. Are you like the optimistic farmer or the pessimistic one? Because that happens in your life every single day. That's why the Bible says, I shared this the other week. Rejoice in this day. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice in this day. It's a gift. Theologians tell us that God's goodness is his benevolence to his creation and his kindness exhibited to all that he has made. God is good. It's the bedrock of Scripture. Psalm 33 5 says, He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 34 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses a man who trusts in Him. Be thankful to Him. Psalm one hundred says, and bless His name, for the Lord is good; His mercy is everlasting. Then in Romans eight it says, we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, and to those who are called according to His purpose. Not all things are good, but somehow, some way, God brings good out of them. If you're His child, God brings good out of every situation. The third thing here is the how of praise. How do we praise? How do we praise the Lord? Now, notice some things that are mentioned. Now, lifting hands is not mentioned in this, but it's mentioned in the Psalms. Musical instruments, singing. You, you see all the musical instruments here? It's just a common thought that there's songs that goes along with it. When you think about musical instruments, Martin Luther says this, I'm not satisfied with him who despises music. And in his days, they did. He says, I'm not satisfied with him who despises music as all fanatics do. For music is an endowment and a gift from God, not a gift of men. I place music next to theology and give it the highest praise. A person who gives this some thought and yet does not regard it, music, as a marvelous creation of God, must be a clodhopper. Indeed, and does not deserve to be called a human being. Now, he took this a little serious, didn't he? He should be permitted to hear nothing but the braying of donkeys and the grunting of hogs. Now, I've heard that in churches, okay, before. He says, music is God's greatest gift. It has often so stimulated and stirred me that I felt the desire to preach. Isn't that true? Notice what the Bible says about David in 1 Chronicles 13.8. It says, and David and all Israel played music before the Lord with all their might and sing, with singing on harps, on string instruments, on tambourines, on cymbals, and on trumpets. So we know we use musical instruments. We also use songs. Some, somebody said about 40% of church seem to have picked up the idea that singing is for singers. The truth is that singing is for believers. Everybody should sing. Sing to the Lord. The Bible says that God inhabits the praises of His people. One when, when scholar said this, singing is the best thing to purge ourselves of evil thoughts... Keep your mouth full of songs and you'll often keep your heart full of praises. Keep on singing as long as you can. You will find it a good method of driving away your fears. Singing in the Bible is always attributed to God's great acts. In creation, when God was talking to Job, He says, When I laid the foundation of the earth, while all the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. So all of heaven sang. In Exodus 15, You read of the first praise and worship song recorded in the Bible. That's at the crossing of the Red Sea and deliverance from Pharaoh when Moses led that great song. In Judges 5, when God won a battle for Israel, Deborah and Barak sang to the Lord, Barak. In 2 Samuel 22, David sang when God delivered him from his enemies. And this was the origin of many of his psalms. Isaiah prophesied this. Listen to what he prophesied. This is going to be us in two different places. The ransom of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown on their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Sorrow and singing will flee away. In the New Testament, Kevin mentioned it this morning. Mary sang at the news of Jesus. Paul tells us in in Colossae, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. In Revelation 4 and 5, they're singing to and about the Lamb of God. Has God done anything for you? If so, you will sing. Have you ever heard somebody say, Well, this this or that church is dead? Well, if that's the case, guess what? Apparently, God has not done anything in their lives, or they're a bunch of pessimistic farmers sitting in church pews. Okay? If God has done things for you, regardless of the tune of the song, Or the style of the song, you can still sing and praise God through song. And then the third thing we see in the Bible is that we are to praise God through the lifting of my hands. Psalm 134, notice on the screen. Come bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord, who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. What a command. Now, I I was with a guy from Disney one time. And there's about 50 of us in there. And you had to sign up for his class. A very smart person. He said, I'm going to tell you, to tell you how smart you can be. You don't even realize how, the things that you can do. And he started juggling. He just started juggling. Two balls, three balls, four balls. And he says, I bet you I can teach you how to juggle in five minutes. I said, there's no way. You can't teach me to juggle? You know within five minutes I was juggling three balls? In five minutes. Now I'm going to teach you how to lift your hands in about two minutes. Okay. Now watch this. Everybody do this. you got to do it with me. All right? Stick out one finger. All right, stick out the other. In Australian rules football, that is a touchdown or whatever they call it. Now go up to right here. Okay? Now, all right. I know it's going to be hard for white people, but go all the way up with them. You You know what this was a sign of in the Bible? It was a sign of surrender to God. And people would sing. Now listen. You can put your hands down. They would sing. They would sing, and you know what would automatically happen? Their hands would go up, giving thanks and praise to the Lord. They didn't have to say a word, they just lift their hands. Paul told Timothy, I desire holy men of God to lift their hands to the Lord, to lift your hands. Who cares what anybody else thinks? Do you care? You're in church, who cares? Sometimes when there's a song, you may want to lift your hand. It's okay. If the person next to you is sleeping, that's fine. Hit them in the head with it, with your elbow. Come down with it and just say, I'm sorry. Just do that, all right? Now, the final thing is this. Think about this. The who of praise. Let everything that has breath praise who? The Lord. And you have to do that with your lips. And you have to do that publicly. Wearsby put it this way. Whether you can play an instrument or not, no matter where you live or what your ethnic origin, male or female, young or old, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now listen. After all, that breath comes from the Lord. Acts 17, 22 says, He Himself gives to all life and breath. Now listen to what He says. And if things that do not have breath can praise the Lord, like Psalm 148 says, Fire and hell, snow and clouds, praise the Lord. Surely we can do it too. Breath is the weakest thing we have. But we can devote it to the high service by praising the Lord. Think about that. Now think about this for a minute. With your lips you praise the Lord. You personally and publicly praise the Lord before others before you die. Now the psalmist says this in Psalm 156. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. Oh my soul, I'll praise the Lord while I live. He said. You're going to praise Him when you die. While I live, I will praise the Lord. Notice in Hebrews, why this is hard for us sometimes. The writer of Hebrews says this, Therefore let us offer the sacrifice. Why is it a sacrifice? Because it's hard to do in front of people sometimes, isn't it? It's a sacrifice you make sometimes. Even speaking to people at work sometimes when you brag on God, that's a sacrifice for you. I saw that recently. I got to go to a country music uh, Concert because a, a, a relative of mine is in one of these bands, so don't don't fire me yet, all right? And Gabby Barrett was singing. Okay, I'm on the side stage, all right. I don't I don't know her songs, but she is singing. Okay, and then she stopped her concert and she says this. She says, "I just want to publicly thank Jesus Christ for my salvation." And she says, "This man right here is playing the guitar. He's a preacher. I don't know if she said he's a pastor, but he's a preacher." And she says, "If I can with every concert I have." I'm going to give praise to the Lord for what he's done for me, all right? Then she sang, How Great Thou Art. And I was just like, this is so amazing. This is just so amazing. What a spiritual high. And then the next song was something about, I hope if he cheats or she cheats, I hope he cheats on you. So it went down dramatically after that, all right? It just bottomed out. But I was thinking, man, that was a sacrifice for this woman in front of all these people to sing, How Great Thou Art. Okay, and then I hope he or she cheats on somebody. All right, that's a, that was a song. I was like, what is she saying there? But anyway, it was amazing. And then then I, when I was reading this, I thought about when I was doing my, I've done all four of my grandparents' funeral. You know, you don't sign up for that. Every relative in my family that dies, I'll probably do their funeral, just the way it is. Okay, so there's no grieving for the person that's preaching. And when I did my grandfather's funeral, who's my, the best man in my wedding, I remember just telling, I was just bragging on him, just bragging on him, just pages and pages of stuff. You know, now listen to this. All right. After it was over, one of my relatives said, I didn't know he had that big of an impact on you. And I said, Yeah. He said, Did he know it? And I said, I don't know. Never told him. Now, some of us have the opportunity to let everybody know what Jesus Christ means to you while you're alive, not after you die. So for just, I know it's quiet in here, we got 10 minutes, or we got one minute. If you want to publicly stand up with your mouth, all right, and not talk about anything bad in your life, but say, I just want to praise Jesus for this, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that, okay? And I'm not going to wait forever. I'm not going to give a long invitation. If you want to do that, brother, sister in the back. And thank you for taking care of your mama. That's Lucy Bird's daughter. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Anybody? Lucy? Thank you. Susan? husband comes to church with now. that Amen. Let's thank the Lord for that. Yes, sir, brother. What a blessing. Thank you, brother. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. Anybody else? Anybody else you'll wish you did when you got in your car? Patsy. Oh, Rowena, go ahead. Thank you for that. Patsy? Thank you. And Patsy, quit talking. I'm about to cry every time you do, so you're going to have to stop, all right? <laughs> Anybody else before we, before we have our invitation time? Rosalyn? If you don't know, Rosalind came through a very difficult health situation. It's always good to see you, Rosalind, and thank you for your service here. Anybody else before we... Oh, go ahead, brother. amen thank you brother love you anybody else before we close all right go ahead brother Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. appreciate your family more than you know. Anybody else? Uh-huh.
4: I'm thankful for my mom. She's 88 years old and still alive. And she's the
1: one who took four little children to church, even though her husband didn't ever go with her. And it's because of that and her prayer life that I'm who I am and that I have all God's blessings. Thank you, Elaine. I really appreciate that. Somebody with
4: I live all over the world travel all over the world people just don't realize what a great country this is and
1: what a great place amen church. thank you brother I appreciate that anybody else before we close All right, I'm going to ask your musicians to come, and I'm going to, Hope, I'm sorry. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Hope. God's brought y'all through a lot, brought you through a lot, so thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? And guys, I can halfway see, so you'll have to yell out, all right? Anybody else? Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, guys. Anybody? Lee?
0: hmm
1: Thank you, brother. All right, anybody else? Wanda? <laughs> 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 thank you so much one that's a blessing um, I think to have to and like that? thank you so much for that anybody else amen thank you for that I remember that like it was yesterday Anybody else? Maria? Thank you. Thank you for that. All right guys, anybody else? Amen. Thank you for that. What a blessing. Anybody else? I'm blessed for night, sir, and I'm thankful for the relationship. Thank you for that, Steve. Thank you so much for that. It's a blessing. Anybody else Arm <laughs> Thank you so much for that. It's great to see you. Anybody else Uh-huh Thank you, Megan. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate you being here. Anybody else before we dismiss or have our invitation time? Anybody? That's fine. All right, we're going to ask you to stand. We're just going to play uh, through a hymn of invitation. And this hymn of invitation is, if you're here and you haven't placed your faith and trust in Christ, I would encourage you to do that today. You can pray at your pew. We'll have staff up here that can talk with you about that. But uh, that's the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, this invitation time is yours. If there's anyone here that's never placed their faith and trust in you, Lord, I pray that today would be their day of salvation. Father, I pray that they would have something to praise about. And Father, we pray that you'd save them for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You respond as the Lord leads you this morning. so much for being here today. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise before we leave. Because it is a Thanksgiving weekend and some of you are probably even spending time with your family maybe this day. Uh, There'll be no services tonight, but we'll be on a regular schedule come Wednesday. God bless you. You're dismissed and hope you have a great Sunday afternoon.